Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Going to talk to ESPN's Michael Rothstein at noon about Artie Smith. He covers the Falcons. Am I right about that, City Limits? That's right. In the meantime... It's never too early to start talking draft, is it, Ron? Oh, there's mock drafts out there already. And apparently Mike Tomlin uh, talking every time he talks to anybody. It is noteworthy any time he talks to anybody, right? you got to keep your eye on who they're talking to, yes? If you were there, you'd be reporting who Mike Tomlin is talking exactly. to. Exactly. And I've seen various headlines on, well, he's talking to people from every single different position. <laughs> Offensive line, defensive line. And probably sneaking in a couple conversations that people miss. But here's one. Mike Tomlin, this is a headline from Yahoo.com, gets close look at top center at the Senior Bowl. And we all know that Mason Cole, um, well, he's just kind of a guy. Right, Ron? Right. No offense to him. He seems like he, a wonderful he's, man. He actually is a very pleasant and uh, insightful guy. I mean, but you need somebody better, I think. Yeah, in that position he can he can man the position. They ran on people for the second half of the season with him at center. He must have been doing something right. But the yes, last two years they ran is needed. on the sec with him at center, right? And that guy could very well be Oregon center Jackson Powers Johnson. And there's some videos out there of this guy absolutely wrecking people. Uh, and then there's a photo of him and Mike Tomlin having a nice little talk. Ray Fittipaldo even posted that photo. He is the top true center in this draft. Dominant run blocker who plays with a nasty streak. That sounds like Kendrick Green, except this guy's actually might like to play prototypical center. size. And he, might like, and, yes. he might like to play the position, unlike Kendrick Green. Right, and actually, apparently, likes being a center. So maybe this type of thing is overdone a little bit, but maybe not. When I look at the history of this fabled franchise when they were winning Super Bowls, for the most part. Justin Hartwig might be an example. More to the point, when they were winning, but when their window was constantly open, they almost always had a dominant player at that position, right? From Ray Mansfield. Mike Webster. To Mike Webster, to Damani Dawson. To Marquise Pouncey. To Marquise Pouncey. And the window was open. I mean, they had chances to win with Pouncey. And I know the speculation is out there now that they have Artie Smith he wants to pound the ball yeah, and it, they could see the Steelers using a high pick, maybe more than a high pick on offensive linemen. Yeah. He, cer he certainly had some of those that's, guys. That's Andy Weidel's philosophy too. Right. 
Now it'd be nice if they could line up and get a yard when they need one. That Maybe they help. did that a little bit later in the year. That would help. But they certainly had those guys um, back in Tennessee. There's no doubt about that. They had guys like Taylor Luan when he was actually healthy, correct? Yep. They had what not spitting in TJ Watt's face, right? Roger Saffold. Isn't ben he the Jones. guy that spit on a TJ? I think he might have been. I think he is. Ben Jones was the center for them. Uh, they had some really good players up front. Uh, that was the year they, 2020 was the year they signed. Uh, or no, that was Tannehill's second year, I believe. I can't remember. Point being, yes, they built from the front backwards, right? And I would would not be surprised if they do that this year. Would you be okay if they took a center with their first pick? Yeah, I would. If I mean, if the guy's a stud. Um, I'm I'm kind of like leaning defensive line, too. That's where I'm uh, leaning. I mean, they got nothing there really other than Benton now. Cam's getting older. You know, Loudermilk has been disappointing. Uh, Liao has been disappointing. Um, I wouldn't think they need that. But if they go center and then D lineman, I'll be okay with that. Yeah, it's kind of like last year, yeah. you know. Corner, corner tackle. Yeah, know. yeah. I They have to take a defensive lineman. They have to. That has to be one of the top two picks, preferably for me the top pick. I was hoping for uh, Clancy last year. Clancy, I'm sorry. Um, from Pitt. From Pitt, yeah. And he turned into a really good player. He sure did. That looks like Broderick Jones is going to be a really good player too. So I don't really have a and problem then, with you, it. You know, they went to cornerback the second pick, and they got a good one, it looks like, in Joey Porter Jr. Yes, it does. It looks gotta, like they you, had a good only, draft overall. You only can take one person with the number 20. But then, you know, maybe the next one you solve the second need, you know? Yeah. That's a little tougher, though, when you're lower in the second round. This year they essentially had two first-round picks. So I'm definitely leaning toward defensive line, defensive line. I I just think that's where you destroy games. When I watch teams win Super Bowls, more often than not, they're absolutely wrecking an offensive line. It begins up front. I could look at a lot of recent Super Bowl. I could go back. We've, we've talked about Spagnolo in Kansas City when they beat the undefeated Patriots. How'd they do it up front on defense with the Giants? When Patrick Mahomes, got, he's been blown out one time in a playoff game, and that was the Super Bowl against Tampa. And where did that victory begin? On the defensive line. They just destroyed, That's where, they, they chased him for his life. Yeah. Edge rushers combined with defensive linemen. I think it starts up front defensively. Dane Brugler who's given us the Belfont snorkel more than once, Ron. <laughs> I think we so many times we've scratched him from our list, right? Oh, wait, this is a different guy at the Athletic. Um, has Caleb Williams everywhere I see is still the number one pick for the Bears. Would you take him or go with Justin Fields? What, what, what would you do if you ran the Bears right now? Yeah, what do I know? I mean, I, I, Caleb Williams, I was much higher on him after last season than this season. I like the kid in North Carolina, the May kid. I might go for him instead of uh, either one of those other guys. But, I mean, I didn't see Fields enough. I mean, I know he's an incredible athlete. I know he can run. Can he win you games passing the ball? Or is he even a – is he Lamar Jackson light, for instance? To me, they're in the position the Steelers are in in many ways. which Which is – you're still auditioning a young quarterback, and you have to make a decision. Do we, do we continue the audition, or do we cut bait here and try for something better? Peter King clearly believes that the Steelers should try something better. He said he's okay with – well, see, you can't have it both ways. He said he's okay with them 
wanting to find out once and for all about Kenny Pickett, but he also doesn't believe they can win with Kenny Pickett. So it sounds to me like he's okay with him starting the season, but you better have a very viable alternative. I I think he also said that if they would bring back just Mason and Pickett, it would be a disaster. Yeah, but he doesn't believe in Pickett, but he also thinks that they should find out about Pickett. That's the conundrum here. What do you do? He made a great point. How often does the team with the worst quarterback in a division win the division? Almost right, never. Right. And they certainly do right now. I mean, depending on how Deshaun Watson plays. Uh, but I, I, at this point, I'd put him ahead of Pickett. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not sold on Deshaun. So how man. do you square those two thoughts? Because I'm in the same I'm conundrum. I'm quarterback. I'm in, yeah, but I'm in the same conundrum as Peter. Like, part of me thinks that, thinks that it's smart to find out once and for all whether this kid you chose in the first round can actually play. And the only way to do that is to anoint him and have him go in to, to preseason and then the season and play. Right. But 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 the other part of me says I'm not going to win with this guy. We're po- 25 starts in. He's not the guy. And his point is, you know, you don't want to wake up in October realizing you're out of it already and he can't play. So what do you do? He thinks you bring in Russell Wilson. Clearly, that's what he thinks. I, I, and, and so do I. I look to upgrade that position, and if he beats out Pickett, he beats out Pickett. Or if, even if he doesn't, Pickett gets off to a slow start. Tomlin has shown he's willing to move on from him. But you got to have somebody viable behind him, and I think somebody more viable than just Mason. Is Russell Wilson more viable? I would think so. How many other more viable people could you have out there unless you drafted somebody pretty early? Right. That's and my you're not going to pay Kirk Cousins. I've heard his name. He, <clears throat> and the, would, he would make him be more viable, but you're not going to pay him. Right. Wilson, you don't have to pay because Denver's paying. That's why it's such a seemingly, seemingly smart, simple move, thing right? to do if right. you really, really wanted to do it. But, but also, obviously, Russell Wilson would have to not have any opportunities to be the surefire starter. Plus, as things have shown here, quarterback situations change monstrously over a season. It's like goalies. I don't think Vegas thought Aiden Hill was going to take them to a Stanley Cup. And he did. I don't think the Penguins thought one of their cup years they would open up with Jeff Zatkoff at, at goaltender. Remember him? Yes, he was a nice man. Played against the Rangers. Yeah, game I talked one. to his dad that week. One game Wonderful one, right? hockey family. But look at the Niners a couple of years ago. they Nobody knew. Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance. Uh, who else did they have? I, I forget. And it wound up being Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant. Right. So it could be anybody. I mean, this thing, what about the Steelers this year? I didn't have Mason Rudolph taking them into the playoffs. Did you? Uh, no. So it's about giving yourself some at least one very viable alternative. And, man, the Bears are in that same position. What the hell do we do? Because you also, Ron, don't want to create a bad situation, a horrible dynamic. And I have to believe they're wondering about that with Mason. Paying it lip service that they'll bring him back. I'm not so sure that it, that they really want that to happen. Would that be the best thing for Pickett? To, bring, to put Pickett in a situation where there's guys in his own locker room, you have to believe, who want the other guy to be quarterback? Where there's that kind of dynamic? Yeah. Where, you, where you ignite a massive quarterback controversy? But if you bring somebody else in, there's still going to be a controversy, if you will. But at least you won't have guys in your own yeah. locker room putting five emojis next to him as the goat, like George Pickens or, did with or, Mason. Or like Deontay saying, hey, hopefully he wins the job, right? 
Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I, I don't fully believe that the Steelers want to do that. I, I don't think that's a very good dynamic. They already know that there's people in their room who prefer Rudolph. Well, I think it's still going to come down to money. If they get him at their price, I think they'll bring him back and, and they'll dance around that, if you will, and trust Tomlin to be able to uh, neutralize any kind of ill will. Because he's so good at that. Yeah. Maybe one of them will quit and walk off the field <laughs> like other people have. I, I don't think so. I'm starting to believe they don't want Rudolph here. Um, well, they can, unless and, they and run out he, of alternatives and, if he signs and he comes with very somebody cheaply. Else, I'll just say, hey, we just couldn't match the offer, right? Exactly. Just kind of the way they're talking about it um, is, hey, he's going to go out and test the market and we'll see what happens. Not we absolutely want this guy here and are willing to go to great lengths to make it happen. And then there's the same thing in Chicago. Do you really want a situation? Do you really believe that it's it's conducive to Justin Fields thriving to have the number one pick in the draft right behind him? I, I mean that that doesn't seem like a workable situation to me. I don't, I don't think you well, get. Well, I think I I don't think um, if they decide Fields is they're going to bring him back, I could see him trading that number one pick. That's what I'm talking and about. Getting more, you know, for other positions. Yes. Now, if they want to trade Justin Fields, then they trade him, and then they have the number one overall pick and the ninth overall pick, I believe, right? Aren't they one and nine? Um, Yeah, I think so. So if you keep Fields, you trade the number one overall pick. If you don't want Fields, then you use that pick on one of those quarterbacks. I mean, they could just have an absolute haul of picks. Right. Including Caleb Williams at the top. Right. Well, they'd get more picks if they trade the number one pick. But well, they, well, what about trading Fields? Well, yeah, I don't know Fields is how much he's going to bring back though. I don't depends think he, on how much somebody likes him. I don't think he brings back a number one pick. Or then something. if he doesn't bring back a number one pick, then you have to trade him and go with Caleb. If you don't think you have a quarterback that can bring you back a number one pick, I, or who won't, then you would, don't. Then you don't have do the guy. Do you think he would get a number one pick back? I don't know. It depends if somebody I'm, out there loves him. I would probably yeah. lean toward no, which I'm probably answers no. all of our questions. I'm guessing no. So that answers our questions. But that doesn't mean, you know, some teams can like their guy better than the, they see him as a better fit than other teams would. But if you had a guy that you really believed in, you would think other people would, would right. covet that guy. Right. I think I would probably draft Caleb Williams, trade Justin Fields, and build my team. They already had a pretty good defense by the end of the year. They were a competitive team. If we believe in the... Bill Walsh theory that you know by about 24, 25 starts. Was that the number Brian Billick gave us? Brian Billick said, yep, and and Pickett has made 24 starts. And maybe things do change for Kenny Pickett. Maybe they change with a new offensive coordinator, you know, maybe a different approach. I kind of like Justin Fields myself. I like him better than Pickett for sure. Uh, But he's made 38 starts. He has a career passer rating of 82-3. He's got 40 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And and here's the big key. And you're going to have to pay him. That's the whole key here. He's going into year four. So I still may like Justin Fields if I'm not the Bears. If, not if you're paying him the going rate. But I absolutely, he he hasn't blown me away to the point where I'm willing to live that that contract game that you have to live with these guys and pay him, you know, ridiculous money. No, let's just move on. That's the best way to do it. They're in a great position. They are. Now <clears> they don't <throat> screw it up. This is a franchise that traded uh, for Chase Claypool. I know they did. That's the franchise. And the lasting image this year of Chase Claypool is him. I don't know if he ran the wrong route, but he was at least the targeted receiver on that interception against Buffalo that cost Miami the division title and sent them to the frigid environment of Arrowhead Stadium. He dropped the ball in Arrowhead, too. Did he? I believe so. It was either that game or the Buffalo game. And then the commanders, the fighting Dan Quinns, would get Drake May. Oh, man. Only the Steelers could have done that. What could have happened differently, Ron? What if they didn't take Pickett? They're never going to be that high in the draft. Even if they didn't take Pickett, it's clear now that Rudolph might have gotten them to nine or ten wins and playoff bubble and a wild card blowout anyway. They could take that center, right? They could have. Um, Creed Humphrey. Yeah. Or Linderbaum. Either one. They could have done a lot of things. But they still wouldn't be in position to take a Drake May. No. No. Would you trade T.J. Watt for the number one pick in the draft? I would have to think long and hard about it. Because if you believe that Caleb Williams is the next Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, nobody's Patrick Mahomes, but Josh Allen, a quarterback's the one that's going to guide you to a Super Bowl, more so than an edge rusher. It'd be very difficult from a PR perspective, from a fan perspective, from just a Steelers history perspective to trade T.J. Watt, you would have to be 1,000% sure that Caleb Williams will guide you to a Super Bowl. Are we sure that Sam Howell is that bad, Ron? No, uh, we're not. I mean, he did throw 21 picks, but he also threw 21 touchdowns, nearly 4,000 yards, and had a crap I, I, team around I kind of look at him sort of like I look at Pickett. You need what to, if they brought in just, Sam Howell as the competition here? To, Thurston I, B's son. I don't think he's uh, eligible, right? You could I trade think, for him. They, yeah. I mean, they're they're going to draft a quarterback second. It's going to be Drake May if he's on the board, don't you think? I would think so. So maybe Thurston is available. Dan Quinn, who he likes. Now, he's only made 18 starts, little Samuel Howe. I actually like him better than Pickett myself. I, I, from I've seen some yes, some no, but again, I'm I'm not sold on him. So Drake May could go second, and then New England steps in. That's unfortunate. They should not have won any games down the stretch. I thought they were going to get Drake May. Maybe Marvin Harrison Jr., you like him? I think he's tremendous. But, I mean, what are they going to do for quarterback? Are they sold on Bailey Zappi? God, no. I don't think so. They're going to have to need a quarterback. Well, if you have the third pick in the draft, maybe they can move to number one, trade with the Bears if they're keeping – maybe Justin Fields. Exactly. Or maybe one of these other guys they like that they can get later in the draft. Of course, so could the Steelers as well. And then we get down to the Steelers. 
The Bears get the tackle from Penn State. Whose name I still they can't said pronounce. would have been maybe the first tackle pick. Olu Fashionu. Yeah, I just, Fashionu, yeah. just call him Olu. Very fashionable uh, to pick him ninth, wouldn't you say? I Austin? think a lot of people thought he could have been the number one tackle taken last year. Shocked everybody by coming back. How about getting him and Caleb Williams as your top two picks? You think Not that bad. might be good? Not bad to go with a, a rising defense. Not bad. And then the athletic, we start to get around. Then the Raiders with Michael Penix at thirteen. Do you trade back if you're the Patriots and draft Penix? Man, he looked so good in the, the semifinal game and so bad against Michigan. I don't know. I think his stock really dropped. I don't know. If he was mid-first round, he might. I don't know if people look at that game as nobody would have done well or if he actually, they actually give him demerits for I that think game. He got, I think both. I think everybody realizes the greatness uh, of the Michigan defense, but I also think he, he's going to get some demerits for just looking overwhelmed. Maybe. He also played hurt, though. He played. He, he could barely stand by the end. I, I, don't, I don't know. If the Raiders take him at 13th, that's probably higher than people thought. Um, well, I thought he originally was a top 10 guy. Oh, yeah? I mean, at least going into the, the tournament, the national championship tournament, and then he had one real good game and then not so good against Michigan. How about NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah has him as the 40th-ranked prospect in the draft? Yeah, I had seen him in a bunch of second rounds. J.J. Um, McCarthy's ranked higher than him. Oh, my God. See, I'm not sold on that guy at all. Not at all. He's 27th. So then we get to the Steelers, and there's some interesting guys. We have an edge rusher. We have the receiver from Washington at 15 to the Colts. Keon Coleman, another receiver, uh, going to Jacksonville at 17. Tell you what, I wouldn't mind a receiver very early in this draft. This kid's 6'4", and it says he has an NBA vertical and wingspan run. You like that? Yeah, I like that. They already have that. I think think they do need a wide receiver, too. How about Kool-Aid McKinstry, just for the fact his name (laughs) is Kool-Aid? He's supposed to go 18th. Would that be unbelievable? Is that his given name or his nickname? I think it's his given name. I mean, you think his parents said, let's name him Kool-Aid. Did you drink Kool-Aid growing up? I did. So did we. My mom would put it in a big glass uh, pitcher, pitcher, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, same thing. I God, it was it. good on a hot summer's day, it was wasn't it? Really, uh, some ice cubes in it. Yes, really good. Maybe some little tuna melts to go with it. Nah, I didn't eat tuna melts. No, you don't like tuna? Not really. Kool Aid McKinstry, 18th to the Bengals. Another cornerback, Cooper DeJean or Dijon from Iowa, at 19. And then they have the Steelers. Let's use Austin for our pronunciations. The offensive tackle from Oregon State, Talise. I saw Waga. him. I saw that they had an interview with him on NFL Network yesterday. He looked to be a rather large fellow. Yeah, him and, and Tyler Guyton, the guy who's going next after him. So you've got cornerbacks galore, and you have. Would you take another corner and go for the uh, shutdown? I'd I'd prefer defensive line, offensive line over corner. I'm looking for a defensive lineman, Ron, and I don't see one in this area right now which is very interesting to me. The Bucks taking Brian Thomas, wide receiver LSU. That kid's an unbelievable stud. Lots of tackles. And finally, the Bills taking Jerzon Newton from Illinois as a defensive tackle. Well, there's tackle. some interesting names in this draft, whether they're good players or not. Jerzon? Yeah, he ranked fifth in run stuffs and fourth in sacks among all defensive tackles. That's the type of player. That type of guy Yes, the Bills need that type of guy. But the Steelers, I think the Steelers are actually desperate for defensive line help. 
You don't know what you're going to get with Cam coming back. That's the problem. One of them. Right. The other one is the overpriced Larry Ogunjobi. Right. Under overpriced and underproductive. And the other one is disappointments in the draft. Other than Keanu Benton, it looks like he will be a stud. Looks like he'll be the real deal. Where would you draft city limits? All things, all things being equal, what position do you want to see them take? If they wouldn't have drafted Broderick Jones and moved him over to right tackle right away, I'd feel much better not saying offensive line. Center in the second round is probably the best spot. It's difficult because defensive line or linebacker is so important for this team, but could you even factor in a wide receiver? Yes. They got a guy in Deontay who's going to be gone probably after this yeah, year. Allen Robinson won't be back. By uh, the way, that Calvin Tennessee— Austin was very lukewarm. Instructive to note that the, the first Tennessee team that Artie Smith had, guess who the tackles were? Tyler Luan and Jack Conklin. Now, those are some bookend tackles. Yeah, Conklin was—his terrific pros. got hurt, yeah. You give me those two guys and Derrick Henry in his prime, and I could run that offense. You know what the offense would be, City Limits? Hand Turn the off. ball and hand it to Derrick Henry. Right, left, and up the middle. If quarterback have, is taken out of the mm-hmm. equation, probably offensive or defensive line. My playbook would be like an etch-a-sketch, just one little picture of Derrick Henry with the football in his hands. It's like Doug Collins when they asked him about how Michael Jordan made that play against the Cavaliers run. That I was at that game, by Where the way. Were you? Yes, myself, my so dad, when and my came brother. Across the lane and hit the underneath jumper. Craig Elo. They said yeah. to Doug Collins afterward, "What play did you call there?" He said the play was called get Michael the blanking ball and get out of the way. <laughs> that was the Titans offense in Tennessee. That was a pretty good call. Turn and hand it to Jim Brown and then everybody block. And then when the other team puts 20 guys in the box, turn and fake it to Jim Brown and you'll have open receivers. Except you won't, still won't throw it enough to A.J. Brown and eventually he'll get tired of it and want to be traded. wonder what George Pickens thinks of this move, Ron. I don't know. If he gets the ball, he'll be happy. Maybe play action will work for him. Top of the hour, we're going to go to the guy who covers the Falcon. We'll ask him about all this. You know, none, none of this translated to the Falcons. Where were their best players in the red zone? What's this guy's name again? Michael Rothstein. Michael Rothstein for ESPN covers the Falcons. What happened to Arthur Smith in Atlanta? Are there legitimate criticisms of his play calling? Are there legitimate criticisms of his ability to identify a functional quarterback? Because it seemed like he was at least 0 for 2 and possibly 0 for 3. We'll talk next about that. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy 2024. Starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com, cloudy skies and a high of 48 today. We're also going to get back into what Peter King said. Man, was he interesting today. And I understand the conundrum that he sort of has is the same as a lot of us have. Yeah, I get the idea of continuing the Kenny Pickett audition, of trying to find out once and for all, what did we have here? What do we have here? What did we draft with the 20th pick? But at what expense and how long the audition and what are the alternatives? That's the question. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Jeep Dodge, Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. 
I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Last night, Peterson Event Center, Pitt Basketball, stormed back from down 12 points to Wake Forest to win it 77-72. to Bob Carrington with 24 points in the victory. Pitt now advances to 4-6 and six in the conference. That's tied for 11th in the ACC. And Jeff Capel in the victory, his 250th win of his coaching career. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.